share about dealing with stress. And as I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, this may not apply to everybody. So those of you that have no stress in your life, why you can just uh, do something else and you don't have to even think about it. You can just relax and don't let me put any stress on you. Okay, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to try to talk you into something. I don't want to try to say, well, you, you know, you have to have stress. But um, it's kind of my observation that, uh, you know, the world around us seems to, be, seems to be stressful. You know, it seems like there's plenty of stress to go around and, and there's plenty of things happening that uh, I think cause stress. And, you know, and I think as we look at it, I think a lot of times we, we find different ways of dealing with it. Some, some people try to eliminate it. And I think to some extent, there's probably certain stresses in our life that we can eliminate. Uh, maybe we can do lifestyle changes, um, readjust our priorities, um, how, we, how we do things and how we carry out life. We can adjust our stress. You know, people say sometimes, well, I don't have no time for this or that. I, you have time for whatever you really about want to do. You know, we pretty much you know, do what we want. And, and if sometimes you look at your life and then you have to get a, um, honest with yourself and say, you know what, part of my stress is my own doing. You know, and so I think then we, we deal with that. But, you know, um, sometimes no matter how hard we try, it's just hard to get rid of stress. And then sometimes some people try to escape stress by taking uh, pills, drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, all kinds of ways of really alleviating that stress, but what you find is that they really cause more stress through that. That those things end up causing more stress. Um, I personally come to this conclusion that for the Christian, I think we need to really think about how to live in the midst of stress. You know, I, I think we just need to, you know, we can adjust our schedules, we can do some things, but I don't think we're going to avoid all stress. However, you whatever you call stress, the and a lot of times it could be things happening around us that we have no control over. I was just told this morning that uh, Ron, Frank, Father, and Trina they were out driving yesterday on Bay's Road, and uh, somebody ran a stop sign and hit their pickup truck and rolled them. They're okay, thank goodness, but you know caused a little stress in their life for a little bit, you know. They're just driving along, probably just, you know, driving somewhere and somebody runs a stop sign and boom, whether you want stress in your life or not, now you've got to deal with those things. So I think sometimes that's how stress comes to us. You know, it's not necessarily a fault of our own, but it's just things that happen. And how do we deal with that? Well, I think one of the things we need to do, we can look back at Jesus' ministry and actually... He had to deal with a lot of things coming at him. You know, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. I want you to turn to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Matthew, the 14th chapter. You know, we're getting ready to do a hog roast, and we're, we're planning on 300 people. And I'm not saying I'm stressed out. I'm not stressed out. But, you know, it causes some concern, like, how much food do you fix for 300 people? What if only 150 show up? Well, what if, what if worst case scenario is, what if 500 people show up? That, now I'll have some stress. Okay? So that would cause me stress. Well, Jesus had a situation, and he just got done feeding 5,000 people. 
5,000 people. You know, he had a miracle. He had a miracle going on. You know, if 500 people show up, and I don't want everybody standing around waiting for something. Okay, let's see what pastor can do to feed these people. Okay, let's start breaking fish or something. I don't know, you know. I don't know that I have, I don't know. I don't know if I have grace for that. We'll see. But um, anyway, anyway, so Jesus, after he just fed 5,000 people, it says 5,000 men besides the women and children. So actually it was more than 5,000. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. Can't you identify with that? He just fed 5,000 people. He says, let's get in a boat and let's get away. Let's get away. And so they did. And they, they went out in the boat and, um, let's see, and, and verse 23, now when evening came, he was alone there. Oh, excuse me, verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. In the midst of all this activity, feeding 5,000 people, Jesus took time and he went away and he got up on a mountain by himself. And then it says, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, the boat that the disciples had taken, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw them, saw him walking on the sea, they said they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Okay, here's, here's the picture. Jesus feeds 5,000 people. He then says to the disciples, he says, let's get away. He puts them in a boat, and he goes up on a mountain by himself. Up on a mountain by himself. And what happens so many times when you do something like that? You know, when you try to get away, and I'm not saying you shouldn't get away because we're going to talk about how to get away. But Jesus, he got away, and then what happened? The disciples called out in the middle of that, and all of a sudden there's another stressful situation, another storm. Another storm arises. Don't be surprised if you will be interrupted trying to get away from stress with another situation. That's what I'm saying. I believe life is full of situations. And the key question for us is, how do we deal with those situations? How do we deal with life? How do we get alone with God? How do we take time to reflect? How do we take time to let God speak to us, to hear from him? You know, I think it's very difficult in the midst of usually what's going on around us to hear what God's saying. I'm not saying you can't, but I think a lot of times you need to get alone. You need to get quiet. I think God's big enough to yell at you in the midst of stress to get your attention if he needs to. But, you know, a lot of times if you want to really hear from God and you want to really get in a good place, you've got to get quiet. You've got to get alone. And that's what I want to talk about. How do we do that? And why should we do that? Well, I believe one of the biggest reasons we need to do that is because he's our father. You know, he's our father. In John, the first chapter, the 12th verse. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. We're his children. Why wouldn't we want to spend time with him? Why wouldn't we want to be away from him, alone, away, away with him, alone, to be able to hear what he has to say? You know, sometimes, 
Sometimes I think we spend so much time talking to God, but not enough time listening to. And I just encourage you, you know, maybe you might say, well, I've never heard God. Well, what you're going to hear is you're going to hear, for me, a lot of times. Now, we, we just discussed that at Wednesday night a little while ago about hearing God's voice. And I believe he can talk loud enough so you can hear him. I believe he can talk literally so you, you hear a literal voice. I've never heard a literal voice. But you get away with him, you spend time with him. He can speak to you inside. He speaks to our heart. He speaks to our heart. And so we can get away and we can take time to listen, to take time to listen to what he might say to us. I think sometimes we don't take time to listen because I'm kind of half afraid of what he might say. What he might say. But we have to remind ourselves that he's our father. He's our father. We're his children. He wants good. Being alone with God prepares us for the day. You know, which, which kind of infers that we should do that in the morning. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying morning has to be the time. But it prepares us for what we're going to go through. It prepares us for what's going to happen in life. Because stuff happens. Things happen. We have stresses. And when we spend time with him, when we get alone with him, we read his word. We experience his presence. We, we allow him to speak to us. To prepare our hearts so that we're ready. So we're ready for what's going to come. Ready for what's going to happen. Ready for what we have to face. Because, you know, you never know what's coming. You never know what the next event will be. A lot of people, you know, with just watching watching TV now, you know. Does anybody have a sense that the whole world is sensing like we don't know what's coming? Does anybody have a sense that even the world is saying, wow, what's going on? There's just a lot of unrest. A lot of unrest. A lot of unsettledness. It causes stress. I think it causes anxiety. It causes us to wonder what's happening. But for the Christian, you know, there can be things coming, but for the Christian, we need to know. We need to know who's in charge and know the one who's in charge. So that no matter what comes, it doesn't cause us stress. That we can deal with stressful situations. We can experience the presence of the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I, I love that scripture. You know, I don't run anymore. But it says we can walk and not faint too. You know, it says we can do what God's called. He will renew our strength. And sometimes that's just inner strength. Sometimes it may be physical strength, but he'll renew our inner strength so that we can deal with what's coming, deal with the things out there, deal with the stresses of life. Rather than avoid them, help us to know how to go through them and know that he's there with us. Spending time with the Lord makes our busy day more fruitful. It makes our, our busy day more fruitful. Maybe we spend time with him, we start to get focused on the things that are important. We do more of what he wants us to do. And we become fruitful. We become fruitful. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord in Psalms 37, 23. 
that, you know, when we know who we are, when we're right with him, our righteousness because of him, that it says our steps are ordered by the Lord, that spending time with him allows him then to order our steps instead of us always deciding what we're going to do. You know, I, I, I tend to be that way. I'm pretty logical and I'm pretty much like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. We're going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, I know the steps. But you know, we need to remember the Lord wants to order our steps. I think we can plan, but we need to allow him to adjust the plans. Nothing wrong with planning, but we can allow him to adjust the plans. I believe that spending time with the Lord repairs damages and hurts. The Bible says in Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I've often said that there's one thing that I've never been able to do, and that's to heal a broken heart. Think about it. Think about it. You know, you can go to the hospital, but if you've got a broken heart, I mean, if not a physically, you know, if you've got a physical heart problem, they can fix that. They work on it and do all kinds of stuff. But I'm talking about a broken heart. The things in life that cause us to be broken. Those are the things that only God can heal. And that comes, I believe, when we spend time with him. We allow him to work in us. We allow him to do the things he wants to do inside of us so that he can heal the hurts, heal the wounds, heal the brokenness. We trust him for that. We give it to him. You know, sometimes I think he doesn't, isn't able to heal our broken hearts because we don't give them to him. We, we hang on to it. We hang on to it instead of giving it up to him and letting him have it. But he wants to heal that. I believe he wants to equip us to face tomorrow. Spending time alone with him, I believe it gets us in a right frame of mind to face whatever might come. I don't know if anybody else has been reading things, but you can read about anything right now about tomorrow or the next six months, the next year. You can read all kinds of stuff depending on, you know, what you want to believe and, and all. But, you know, I believe there's things coming. I believe it's going to change. That doesn't take an expert to say that. You know, it's going to change. Things are going to change. But I believe for the Christian, we're equipped to face whatever comes. We're equipped when we seek him. When we know the one who's there with us, who's there with us through whatever comes in life, through the stresses, the things that come at us, through... Through no fault of our own. That he wants to be there for us. And, and so when we spend time with him, he can equip us so that we can face that. I believe spending time with him protects our health. I believe there's an actual physical benefit. It protects our health. You know, there's something about seeking the Lord, quieting down, spending time with him, reading his word, worshiping him that will benefit your health. It'll benefit you. You know, stress does not benefit your health. I don't know about you, but I can tell when I get stress. I can tell. I mean, I get physical reactions to stress. I have a spot on me that tightens up. And when that spot starts tightening up, I know I'm under stress. I have a little stress meter, you know. I used to put people's names on it, but I quit doing that. You know, but it's just a, it's a spot. I mean, it's right here. But anyway, it's a spot. And when I get stressed, it, I can feel it tighten up. Physically feel that. It bothers me because, of, oh, 
I hate that because that shouldn't be happening. But no, you know, that causes more stress. But we have to know that when we spend time with the Lord, when we read his word, when we pray, when we listen to him, when we quiet ourselves down, it's a health benefit. I am so convinced of that, folks. It's a health benefit. I think stress probably is more of a factor in a lot of our health problems than we ever know because it's so hard to measure. It's just so hard to measure. It's hard to, hard to put a finger on it, you know. And, and if you tell the doctor you're under stress, what's the doctor say? He says, you need a pill. You need a pill here. You need a pill. Well, I'm not saying you don't need a pill. But you know what? That pill's probably got side effects. going to do you more harm. Uh, you know, I've, I talk about that every once in a while. I know. But it's true. It's true. We need to learn how to spend time with the Lord, how to trust him, how to read his word, how to pray, how to quiet ourselves down so that we can not have that stress. Depending on your personality, I think personalities play a part of this. This is very difficult for me. I'm not, I'm not saying I got, don't follow me as an example. I'm just saying I know what the truth is. But it's very difficult for me. This is not something I find very easy. My, my nature is I'm a doer. And I'm not a thinker. And some people say, oh, that's for sure. But, you know, I I'm not a thinker. You know, I'm a doer. Just get her done. I'm, that's where I come from. Just get her done. Yeah. It's not always the best, you know, but, you know, I'll get something done. Not, you know. But, but that can be a stress maker. Okay? That can be a stress maker. So, you know, we need to know ourselves and understand ourselves. And I believe it improves our relationship with others. You know, as we spend time with the Lord, as we spend time with Him, what it should do is it should start to change us. It should start to change our attitude. It should start to change our attitude towards others. When you're not under as much stress, I don't know about you, but I can, you can ask Mary. You can ask her after church. We won't do it now, but um, I'm not even going to look at her. But, um, you know, do you act different when you're under stress? You know, does your personality change under stress? Do you start to get a little sharper, a little less patience under stress? Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, you don't know it. You know, she says, well, what's you're so I am not. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just fine. <laughs> you know, throw out a little more stress while I'm at it, you know. You know, I think when we spend time with the Lord, if we, if we get ourselves quieted down, it improves relationships. Improves relationships. Helps us, helps us to be a little more patient and loving. You know, I really, I really don't think stress is going away right away. You know, I don't, I don't think we're going to go into a situation. You know, I, I think that's personally. Personally, I think that's why people like going to Amish country. This is just a side note. You know, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Because I think when I go down there, why everything slows down. Everything's quiet. Why I don't feel I don't feel near the stress I used to. Now, let me share a little side note. Do you think Amish people have stress? Of course they do. It's just different. You know, they're trying to figure out how not how not to get kicked by the cow when they milk them. You know, that'll put a little stress. You know, there's things, they have other things. But when we go, we think, oh, it's an escape. 
Oh, wow, it's so peaceful here. Oh, this is, I, this is how it was when I was a kid, you know. But we can't completely just eliminate stress. It's around us. It possibly could increase. It possibly could increase. We could have maybe more stress coming. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is, as Christians, we need to know the one who can help us in those times. I don't believe the Bible says he'll take away the storm. I think it says he'll be with us in the storm. I always kind of had the other idea. I thought, well, if I become a Christian, then all the storms ought to go away. Well, when that didn't happen, then I had to kind of rethink and realize that in the midst of the storm, he's there with me. So I think sometimes as we think about stress, we think about the things going on in life around us. We need to learn how to know the one who can be with us in that time. Know the one who can take away that stress. Know the one who's in charge no matter what's going on. That we spend time with him. We take time. We find ways of quieting ourselves down. You know, for some of you, I, and I understand, you know, if there's, you know, people, you know, if you're raising three small children under the age of six, a sermon like this is just another stress added to your life. You know? It's like, oh no. Now I only got to raise all these kids. I got to take care of them. Now the pastor thinks I ought to spend time alone. He doesn't have a grip. And that could be true, sort of. But, but, in the midst of that, I know that there's ways of finding time alone with the Lord even when it's busy. You have to cultivate a mindset. You have to cultivate an attitude. You have to start being able to seek him in the midst of the storm. You have to be able to keep focused on him in the midst of what's going on. You can't take all that stuff away. But we can look to him and learn how to seek him and to know him in the midst of whatever comes our way. So that, you know, those things that are stressed now become opportunities. Do you realize a lot of times the things that stress us are really opportunities? They're opportunities to pray. Opportunities to minister to somebody. Opportunities to help somebody. Opportunities to reach out. Opportunities to learn. Opportunities to grow. All kinds of opportunities. Sometimes just how we see things maybe helps us. But I believe in the midst of it, whatever we're going through, the Lord wants us to know that he's always there, that we can trust him, and we can relate to him, we can look to him, we can seek him, and he'll be with us no matter what's going on. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your presence with us, Lord. We thank you that you just aren't with us on Sunday morning. Lord, we thank you that you are our Father and we're your children. And Lord, that no matter where we are, no matter what's going on, no matter the things we face, no matter the stresses of life, Lord, that you're right there. Lord, help us to take time, to take time to seek you, to hear your voice. Lord, there's, there's always time. Lord, help us to find those times so that no matter what comes our way, we're ready to reach out and serve and see those opportunities we have to minister to those around us and 
to share your word and to be vessels used by you. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your love for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning, Lord, that, that needs prayer. Lord, if there's anyone here that, that doesn't know you, Lord, you'd encourage them to come up and let us pray with them. Tom will be up here this morning to pray. Lord, that they would seek us out. Lord, that they would uh, allow us to minister to them and whatever their need might be. Lord, we just pray you'd be with us throughout this week. Lord, just help us to be faithful to you, faithful to your word. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.